Welcome to the Gaming Coop, the best space to talk about games for one whole year. Let's introduce today's players. Player one, you better hold on tight, Spider Monkey. It's Walsh. Spider Monkey. Uh, player two. <laughs> player two, uh, give him to me. Oh, it's Gabe. I have no idea what that what? is in any <laughs> 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 I had no idea either, but I tried my best. I tried my best. He sent me a video. All right, uh, player three. Whose whose woods they these are? I think I know. His house is in the village, though. He will see me stopping here. Beware, Danny DeVito. It's Matt. Hello. Uh, player <laughs> player four. Van Gogh once said, "If you hear a voice within you, you, you say you cannot game." Then by all means, game, and that voice will shut the fuck up. It's Kelsey. <laughs> Player five. I could make a furry joke, but that feels like it's low. It's a low hanging fruit. It's Anthony. What? I, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's about your game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the dingus. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> nothing, nothing in Player Six's life can't be fixed by Disney and Starbucks. It's me, Chris. Welcome, everyone. This is uh, this is our thirteenth uh, episode. This, no, it's a very first... special episode. It's our hundredth episode. <laughs> yeah, it's our one hundred episodes. Whoa. Um, no, we we this is we've been doing this for one entire year. Uh, this has been a very fun project for me and for everyone here. Uh, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't know about you guys. I won't speak for you, but I, I hope you did uh, and have been enjoying it. Um, uh, but this is... Uh, we, we are going to be... Today, our theme is going to uh, do what we've be basically been doing the last year and basically recommending games to people who are listening and to each of us. Uh, but we're specifically going to talk about the games that have been recommended to us over the years. Uh, a game that means a lot to uh, us uh, that had been recommended by someone in our lives or just through other means has uh, uh, been brought to our attention. Uh, and so with that, uh, I have I have a, I have a thing. Sure. Hit me with a game. A hundred episodes will make it a hundred months. And that means it's eight years. <laughs> Yeah, we've been doing this for eight years. Don't you know, Gabe? We've been I've I've known you since you were in middle school. It's been eight years. It's been a long long time here. Yeah. <laughs> guys, guys, we've been doing doing the gaming coup for ten years now. Yes, ten entire years. It's been a quick fifteen years. Yeah, it's also been that amount of time since a Halo game, and Walsh is going to probably not, probably even longer. Who knows? But. Walsh, you want to talk about Halo 3. Yeah. Hit us with it. Sure. So, uh, when I when when I was a child, I ate four dozen eggs. When I was a child, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember going over a friend's house, and, you know, you sit down and you play whatever goddamn video game they got, and they had Halo 3. And Halo... 3 felt very special in terms of when you are working cooperative through the campaign because it wasn't just oh you're a clone of the first guy you're an alien dude and you're the alien dude that helps master chief through the through the levels and it felt very different 
and really cool. And uh, I think that opened my entire mind to the world of Halo. If you if you held a, if you sat me down and held a gun to my head and asked me to tell you the plot of Halo, um, I I wouldn't make it. I would not make it. But I can tell you that it was incredibly fun, especially as a, you know, as a child looking for something to play. And I think that was one of the biggest reasons that as a kid, one of my first consoles for myself was the Xbox 360. I mean, we had the Wii, but we kind of played that as a family. The Xbox 360 was more like my console. And Mm -hmm. I was able to play that, and that even led to Halo Reach and I can't tell you how many how many hours were spent coming home in middle school, sitting in my basement during the summer, just playing Halo online with friends and just pl- or playing you know co-op with with other people. And I think for me it was just it was just something really special. Um. Yeah. I um. My experience with Halo is nothing. Uh. But. I remember the days of middle school and maybe early high school where the debate was always Call of Duty versus Halo, which now that I'm older, people are like, why, wait, why is that the comparison that you had? But I'm like, I think it's because they're both first person shooters and they all had, they had very unique multiplayer campaigns that people really enjoyed. Um, I, and I, <laughs> I, I think oh go ahead go ahead Will. well I was gonna say I think just because they were two of like the biggest you know games at that point and and I think I agree you mm-hmm. know first person shooters um and I mean I I even had like whatever Call of Duty was out of the time and I had a few of those but I think Halo felt very different and special because and despite not knowing and remembering very much of the story or the history of the world you can. You know, you could pull up an asset or a design from Halo, and I could I could recognize it in an instant. You know, it was sure. something that was very iconic for its time, and was probably one of the biggest reasons that Xbox was able to really hold their own as an Xbox exclusive. Damn right, absolutely. Um, yeah, I I think too, um, like everything kind of depends on halo for them because even even now after they've like acquired the amount of studios they have like people are like well if halo infinite sucks xbox is going down the drain like this generation and it's just like i i don't know i feel like there's a lot of good games coming to xbox generally for that not to happen but people that's how much of a high regard the halo series has been for um, or that, that people hold Halo to that high of degree that, like, it's gonna hold together a console generation. Um, yeah, it's iconic. Master Chief as a character is iconic, even though, uh, as far as I understand, he doesn't have any discernible character traits, but, uh, <laughs> but I speak, I'm speaking out of, I'm also speaking out of complete, like, not knowing much from it. Well, Did you know, anyone here, you know, oh, you know, oh, you, ahead, know you know what his suit does to him, right? Uh, I, I, I fear. I don't think that, I don't think now is the time for that, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, he probably... I can't say it out loud because the door is open, but... Yeah, the, the suit protects him. We all know that. Yep. Yep. And the, the, the suit... The suit... Is, wasn't the story that his, that the suit jerks him off? Yeah, that was... That's what okay. Matt was referencing. <laughs> okay, I just want... I, that, yeah, I, I remember that meme now. Matt, okay. I don't think it's the time for that. Huh. 
Um, did, did anyone else here play Halo? I dealt with my brother when yes. I was little. But, uh, okay. That, that was about it. How about you, Anthony? So I have a fun little Halo story. Um, my high school piloted this program where the incoming freshman, which was my class, um, leased these laptops from the school. And the goal was for us to use them to, like, better learn in the digital age, quote-unquote. Um, but within the first few months, somebody cracked a mobile version of Halo Combat Evolved and distributed it to everybody. Fuck yeah. And what we would do is we would play it in class and we would either whisper the server IP address or we'd start a shared OneNote notebook. And then we would all join into the LAN server and play during class. It was one of the best memories I have of gaming in high school. <laughs> That's That's uh, I'm sure your parents are thrilled that they paid for your private Catholic school <laughs> education for that. Oh, they never knew. <laughs> Until now, now it's on recording. <laughs> Oops. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Anthony's parents are our biggest <laughs> listeners. Yeah. <laughs> our viewership is going to just tank thanks to this. No, um, I that that is fun because I, I, I know... I know exactly what you're talking about, Anthony. I took a, a Java programming class back in high school. And I mean, I'm, I'm sure it happened not in a necessarily computer class, but uh, they, people like this distributed Minecraft to everyone on their computers. So everyone was playing Minecraft at one point or another, which is probably part of the reason why computer classes ended up being structured where the screens had to face the, the teacher at all times. <laughs> that's, that's, yep. that's how that whole orientation worked out. Um, but no, yeah, I, I don't, and I don't mean to um, dismiss and not, not talk deeply about Halo because I, I again just I I think it's just a blind spot for me. No, um, I, I but I just wanted to really talk about it because in terms of the theme that we have going, where we're talking about games that were kind of referred from other people and have kind of been passed sure. down from one person to another, and I think one of the biggest things for people was especially like Halo Three. I think was the biggest, at least for my our generation, and I think it was just a yeah. huge staple and a huge thing that got a lot of people into into where we are. Yeah, but I'm 100%. probably I'm, I'll probably talk about Halo Reach a different time because that was a whole different Fair. game for me. Yeah. No, let me ask you because I I think I think we have talked about this off off podcast but I, I just want to get your answer here on on the record did you say that you if you had the means to would you that you would play halo infinite or that you would not be interested uh if i had the means i probably would i just do not mm -hmm. i played halo 4 when that came out and it didn't really catch too much of my interest and after that i didn't haven't really kept up on halo but sure yeah yeah and plus it's the new it's a newer developer too it's not the same bungee people um yeah so yeah, i want oh go ahead cause... oh no i was just gonna say that i only bought an xbox a few years ago to try halo that's like the only reason why i bought an xbox i had nothing else that would have been exclusively on the xbox i just wanted to try halo and i played it for four minutes 
<laughs> and then I've since gotten a lot of use out of the Xbox, but it wasn't with the anticipation of doing so. I enjoyed Halo. I just kind of like never got totally into it. Like it was hard. It didn't hold me. But it was. Um, it's so iconic, and it's like, like you said, it's like either uh, COD or, or Halo, and like that is. It's like a weird little rivalry, and I've never played COD, so I guess I'm Halo, but. Um, I think that's like a really cool choice for this podcast. As 100%. Because I would not, I in turn would not have considered Halo to be something that Walsh played. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't yeah. have a vibe to me that it would be something that Walsh would play. But yeah, and, and like I said, it's, it is, and we're like, and like Walsh said, like it, it was, it's, it is like X, it, the Xbox would not be where it is today because if it weren't for Halo, I'm hoping that with their new studios that they end up, that that's that console becomes more than just halo but for right now i think it's still like hey is the new halo infinite going to be good if not oh well i'm not getting an xbox and it's like all right rip um all right next up we move from xbox to nintendo we go to the the iconic series of earthbound gabe hit us with your thoughts okay so uh my experience with earthbound uh uh, before i even like played it all i've been hearing about based on like oh uh specific fandoms that i'm in uh and like um i actually played undertale before i played earthbound and that's very interesting (laughs) but uh, yeah yeah but uh so from my experience with undertale everyone's like oh it's based off of earthbound uh earthbound is a great inspiration for this game and i'm like what is Earthbound? So I did a little research and then I figured out that it was like this obscure indie, uh, not indie, <laughs> not indie, no, uh, <laughs> obscure uh, JRPG. And, uh, and, um, and I was just like, uh, if it's, if, if Undertale was anything like to it, it, cause it grabbed me immediately. So I was like, maybe I should play Earthbound. And I did. And it took me 40 hours to beat the game. And that's, going at my own pace because a lot of the time i was i didn't i didn't know anything about the game and uh through my experience with it i can say that it's honestly one of my favorite games of all time and i know that's kind of it's kind of weird to say that when two entries of the mother series are in my top favorite games but um that's that's for a different time but um so during that time of my life it was i wasn't having a good time and earthbound was just like hey you you enjoy this enjoy yourself and i'm like okay yeah this is fine yeah and it it was one of the things i was like hey uh you you should you should like not to get too heavy but like you should uh, like live your life to the fullest and keep going and i'm just like yeah yeah that makes sense so Mm-hmm. It wasn't Earthbound's entirety that that helped me through that to this uh, specific time, but it was one of the factors that was like that opened my eyes. I was like, "Hey, uh, stop it! Yeah, <laughs> stop it, yeah. you fool!" And um, <laughs> so, uh, Earthbound has made has shed like a very positive light through like pretty much my whole life, and it has uh, not my whole life, but my life after that point because it it kind of worked itself into like my my specific brand of like your identity 
Yeah, well, yeah, my identity. And and it's because of Earthbound that I was like, hey, let me play the other games in the series. And I ended up getting the first game on the Wii U when it first came out. And I was like, hey, this game is garbage, but I like it. Because uh, <laughs> the game is hot trash, uh, both in its difficulty and how archaic some of the <clears throat> some of the design choices are. But it was like the first thing that started this series and it was the first game to start this huge overarching story between the three games and then earthbound was what led me to play mother three which is my favorite game of all time and mm-hmm. uh it was thanks to that like, i was introduced to this pretty very obscure but very important series in in terms of like video games as a whole it's just that that's the word it, earthbound is very important to me um yeah and uh yeah, that's it's pretty much my experience with it. Just it's been a very positive influence. It, yeah, it's been a very positive influence on pretty much my life since then. And uh, it's just it's just it's just a bang up time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyone else have uh, experience with Earthbound? Yeah. So um, when I was younger my parents used to take me to garage sales a lot. And at one of the garage sales, we picked up a the Earthbound strategy guide. And I didn't play Earthbound, but flipping through it, it had all these like really beautiful claymation arts of the characters and the enemies and the items you'd find in the game. And, you know, this being before the cell phone era that we all enjoy, <laughs> um... I would frequently just like open up to a random page and look at the art or read about the story whenever I was bored. So even though I never actually played the game, I really felt a connection to it and it was really cool to read about. Absolutely. I actually have a few more things to talk about uh, after anyone else has like any things to say. Well, I I just I, I just wanted to add like, you know, I, and Earthbound my my general knowledge is just from Smash Bros, <laughs> which is just, which is sad. But uh, I just that's I just know of Lucas Ness and the ba- the the that one banger song on one of the stages uh, that I wish I had the name of, and I'll get it for you before I uh, before we we end the segment. But um, I I why well, I love so much about what you just shared, Gabe, was that like the there is always. It, when especially when, when any of us are going through a hard time like there's always i th- i think a lot of us have something some sort of media that kind of best associates that time even though it's bleak and scary and, and dark it's um that it, it's it's a kind of a bright spot in that time and i appreciate that like earthbound was that thing for you and that it kind of got you through that it helped you get through that that moment in your life um i i i could probably think of quite a few things that helped me in that time period in in a time in a time period that was buff for me as well and it's just i think that that's the power of media in general but also i guess video games as well um but uh anyone else have something to add uh, before we return back to gabe yeah i've uh i've experienced earthbound in all in a let's play for him and i I didn't play through myself and the ability for it to be as story driven as it is and very uh very 
very deep in the way that it uh, that it goes about telling telling its story is really impressive for the time, and I think that it that its its influence over games like Undertale and just in general any any I guess smaller scale RPG is really impressive that it's been able to last for this long. Absolutely. Um, Gabe, uh, what, right. what else do you have to add? Uh, just a few more things. Uh, yeah, some words that I've. Uh, that I agree with that have been thrown around uh, describe the game is that it's important which I've already stated and that it's timeless and I 100% agree with that uh, the really no matter how many how much time has changed uh, how many uh, how many years have passed and how much time has changed uh, the the core like the core message for Earthbound is about friendship and I know that's kind of like uh, that's kind of weird when the when like the ending of the game was like this existential horror kind of oh my god but um but like the core the core message of the game is like you are not alone you have your friends and they can get you through anything and um and like uh like another part of that message is that your friends can come from the most unlikely of places and in the in the in the game's case Ness, uh, which is uh, the player character, his friends come from around the world, and uh, they they're the ones who help him get to the game's end, and um, and I that also stuck with me. I was like, oh yeah, I have friends from around the world too, and uh, it's it was one of those one of those things that really stuck with me. Um, another thing, this I won't get into too deep with this. <sighs> It's just the the unfortunate circumstances that led to Earthbound not being a very successful game. The while Earthbound or the Mother series in general was very successful in Japan, in America Earthbound was done so dirty thing because of the uh, uh, because of the lack of like common sense to for advertising to be like good. Uh, because uh, in like gaming review magazines or like st- uh, stuff like that, the vernacular around the time is that whenever something stinks, that means it's bad. And one of the like one of the main things that was like advertised for Earthbound at the time was this game stinks. And the only reason they said that is because uh, the game uh, on launch came with like scratch and sniff stickers that were like. They were gross, and I was just oh, like... Oh, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yes, I remember these! One of them was the mole. It, it's one of the wildest marketing things that I think has ever happened. I've never heard of this story. That is so pathetic and sad. It is so sad. Uh, knowing how important this game is now, I feel like it could have been wildly successful over here. And now that it has, like, stuck with those few people that have kept it throughout all these years and the the, the very few re-releases of it, um, I feel like it's because of the, the whole, like, awful advertising in America is what gives it, like, more, more importance. Uh, I feel like Earthbound could have been wildly successful in the U.S. too if, if people weren't goddamn idiots. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like children are very like I they're very uh susceptible to advertising, especially at a young age. 
and doing this to like to advertise a game that's been so wildly successful in other parts of the world bogging down like the entire identity of the game to like oh this game is garbage when you don't really mean it it's just like oh it's just uh an advertising thing i don't know if there's i i am not familiar with any other advertising campaigns that have done that as to to that degree um but um it's just the this just it's just so so unfortunate <laughs> yeah uh, and yeah. it frustrates me because while the game is a cult classic and the fact that it has influenced gaming as a whole because of like of how lukewarm or unsuccessful it was in the US uh it it definitely was the like a part in how beloved the game became yeah uh i it, it is that is such a shame and i know like that's part of the reason why you know i it, it, you know i'm sure that in the list a laundry list of reasons why mother 3 has as supposed like nintendo just decided hey we're not gonna we're not gonna release this out in north america probably because they think it's not gonna sell well and you know and i i know that there's some storyline elements of it that we talked i know you and i talked about before that like may like not be as appealing for americans <laughs> um but i i hope that i'm i'm rooting for or like for earthbound to get its proper due in 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 the in this country and in north america because i think it, it i feel like so many people especially with undertale like fell in love with those just wholesome rpgs jrpg specifically that like i i i can't see that game not being a especially a huge success on the switch where so many fucking people have the switch now so like i don't know i i'm I'm hoping that mother 3 ends up getting that release and the other earthbounds as well get on the get a release on switch or at least like the nintendo online thing that's what yeah yeah the game has only been re-released twice one of them yeah. on the Wii U, which that's very unfortunate. And yeah. one of them was also on the uh, Super Nintendo Classic Edition. And that's... It's better because of how well it sold. But Is there, um, is there not a 3DS version? It's just those two times and none... Like, none... It's been radio silent for years now. And, was there... Uh, oh, and, the, and on 3DS, so that's okay. three times. I, okay. Excuse me. Um, but, um radio silence ever since and it'd it'd be such a boost to like the, the switch online if if it just got re-released like just just re-release it nintendo please <laughs> yeah 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 it, hopefully it will get its due uh at some point soon because uh, they are that that is it's just it's such a especially because of people know the characters at least from smash bros like at least give them a reason to be like hey who the fuck are those guys and like like learn about them through those other games like it's just i don't know it's just it's just something to think about um also i uh forgot to look up the uh <laughs> the song from super smash bros but it's the one that goes revenge there you go that's it I fucking love that song. It's so chaotic. Uh, all right. Uh, next up is, uh, or is everyone good on Earthbound? Anyone else have any other thoughts? 
Okay, next up, we move... We're just balancing around. We go from <laughs> Xbox to Nintendo. We're going to PlayStation now. Yeah. Jack and Dexter. Matt has his so, up here. It, it, it's almost a little bit counterintuitive uh, for me to say Jack and Dexter for this because I think that it, in this group, if you hear Jack and Dexter, you probably think of me first in terms of people who would be into this game. But um, Jack and Dexter was one of the, like, the very first games that got me into like console gaming when I was when I was a little kid. Um, I think I was around, I want to say like seven or eight and, uh, my cousins had a PS2 and we would, we would be over there. We would, uh, pl- uh, play with it and, and such. Um, and Jack and Dexter was one of the games that we, that we would play and that ended up being why we got a PS2 in the first place. And then also getting Jack and Dexter. Uh, I don't know if we got Jack and Dexter specifically with the console, but I do remember just the the game being so much fun to play, and even though we we never got really far in it, just really enjoying it. Uh, and yeah, it's a uh, it is a 3D platformer. One of the games that kind of cemented my love for 3D platformers. Very basic plot um, in for 3D platformers, but basically your uh, uh, Jack and Daxter, the title characters, go to a mysterious island. And Daxter falls into a pit of dark eco, which transforms him into an otzel, uh, an otter weasel. And hmm. their uh, their their goal is to find travel travel across the land to find the sage who will uh, who will be able to help turn help turn Daxter back. Uh, nice. It's in the it's in the three three D platformer style of like Banjo Kazooie or Battle for Bikini Bottom, where when you get the the thing, you stay there in the level. You're not booted out of the level like in Mario sixty four. So collectathon. Yeah, that that kind of collectathon. Um, yeah, but more so like Banjo rather than um, rather than Mario, um, yeah. and it's it, it's just a really really solid collectathon collectathon three D platformer. That uh, I always like to revisit. I revisited it uh, past couple weeks, uh, hanging out with Gabe, um, just to go through it entirely. And 100%ing it is a really, really fun time. Couple things that are a little frustrating. Uh, there's one level that might be my least favorite platformer in uh, platforming level in this section of like PS2 3D platformers, but the rest of the game is just so good the atmosphere is great uh the subtlety is great the gameplay the movement is all super super smooth it's just a fun time yeah um anyone else have experience with jack and dexter here i do um i actually played the game for myself uh like a year or like a year or so ago and i was on the i was on a mission to like 100 percent it and i have gotten to 75 percent before i had dropped it off mainly because of that one level matt was referring to <laughs> and um it's called spider cave and me being a huge arachnophobe did not like that and plus the level is just really not well designed to like platform in so it was an awful time and i kind of dropped the game after that and i haven't really touched it since but um i i did watch matt play through it again these past couple weeks and it was a grand time being able to see what i missed now um as let's just say hypothetically okay 
that someone recently purchased the trilogy on his PlayStation 5 and was contemplating getting into Jack and Dexter, what would you, what would, what would, just hypothetically, what would be advice going into like this? Like, should, should he or she or they, um, uh, uh, play, like play through all three games yes. or should I, I, I mean, he or she or they, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Just curious. <laughs> so, um, so, so you should, the, the second and third game of the series are very different and they're much more, uh, gun combat based than platforming based. Uh, and okay. the, and the second one is ass difficult. Okay, it does not deserve to be as difficult as it is, partially due to a very limited amount of checkpoints. But the atmosphere is really good, and the story is really good, and it leads into Jack Three super well. And Jack Three, uh, I I think Jack One is my favorite in the series, but Jack Three I think is the best. So it's worth getting through to get to Jack Three. Okay, but the second and third game are very different than than the first one. Okay, interesting. Asking for a friend. yeah, I, I, I yeah, yeah, just asking for a friend. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, but no, I, I, no, I, I, I've been wanting to. I'm, I'm going to be playing Rift Apart soon. I actually play Rift Apart, um, but I think after that, I want to try out in terms of 3D platformers. Is well, Psychonauts two comes out next week, so I'm going right. to focus <laughs> on that first, and then, and then Ratchet Clank. But um. I, I've I've always heard great things about Jack and Dexter. I've known Jack and Dexter since their appearance in Hot Shot Golf Four, um, and so I was like, "All right, let's let's just see what this game is going to be about." So I'm I'm excited to give it a shot, and I will look look forward to reporting back to you on on my experience with the game. I'll I'll start with one, and hopefully I won't hate it. <laughs> uh, you won't you won't fact. you won't hate one. Okay, cool. <laughs> fun fact. My first introduction to Jack and Daxter was actually playing as Jack in Ratchet Deadlocked. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Perfect. Um, anyone else uh, have thoughts on Jack and Daxter? Okay. I've, I'd contribute, but I've actually never heard of it. I know nothing besides what has just been discussed. <laughs> it, just think of it like it's it's on the same level. Maybe not at the same level as Ratchet. Yeah, but like close. Uh, very, close. very good. Hey, yeah. Hey, Kelsey. So if yeah. you, uh, if you look at the album art that we're speaking from right now, uh, mm-hmm. it's actually uh, one of the eggs from the album art is from the game. Yeah. Okay, but like, it's called an orb in the game. <laughs> that <laughs> is true. Fucking sense. It is called a progressor orb. It is an egg. <laughs> there you go but yeah no it, it's basically it's it's a it's a platforming mascot from playstation of old um, hopefully it, it, along with uh sly cooper it's one of the two series that have been dead for a while and hopefully both of them come back at some point because i like platformers um keeping the sly ip alive through like his appearance in rift uh in i forget is it rift apart Rift yeah, apart, Rift yeah. Apart. It's same with Jack and Dexter. They they appeared in Rift Apart as well, as far as I understand. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, all right, let's move on to the mid segment. Walsh, carry carry us into this. Hello. So a long time ago, on the same podcast, far far away, I asked you guys to take a quiz that I made for you, and the quiz essentially in a Hogwarts house-esque manner, 
asked you uh, certain questions, and then put you into the gaming house of your of uh, with different results depending on the answers that you chose. And those four houses were the house of puzzle, the house of strategy, the house of skill, and the house of story. And these were the four main components of of gaming and that you know these were the four elements to be divided into and so i figured in honor to look back on one of my favorite segments i figured why not create some lore for the the houses of gaming what is this other than just a a hogwarts ripoff we need we need we need something much more solid. So I reached out to you five, and I gave you each a different prompt. Uh, four of you, I asked you to give me some information on the founder of one of the houses, and some information about them. You know the different characteristics that house looks for. You know that team's colors, and you know their mascot, things like that. And then I asked one of you on information on the school itself. So, the actual name of the school, the name of the headmaster, the school sport, things like that. So, and I also have a very special guest for our one-year episode. No? You don't want to read it anymore? No. Okay. All right. I will be reading... It's me. I am the special guest. (laughs) (laughs) And I will be reading the, the results here. Okay. So... I reached out to Chris for information on the school. And Chris, Chris's information I've placed at the beginning here and the end here. Uh, just because at the beginning here, the name of the school is Pig Pimples. And uh, Chris sent me this. And, <laughs> and I, I messaged him right away. Please, please not Pig Pimples. <laughs> and you said, do you actually want me to change it? And I said, it's up to you, but Pig Pimples brings me comedic agony. The power's in your hands. And they, he said, he, they made that joke at Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> did they really? Oh, I, I, sorry, yeah. sorry, Jimmy Neutron. Rip you off. No, it's okay. Alright, so that is the school, unless unless our god Christopher decides otherwise. I will, so I, I, the, I'll, ha- I'll think about it. I'll sit on it. Ruminate. Chris, Chris, so Chris, the- check messenger. Oh, okay. So I reached out to Matt for the House of Puzzle. And the founder of the House of Puzzle is Preston Usler, pronounced he, him. And their backstory is Professor Usler believes that a sharp mind is the best aspect someone can have. He said several failed marriages, as... <laughs> I haven't read these at all yet. As was told, he speaks too cryptically to form any deep relationships, so all of his spouses left him. This does not matter to him. He one day hopes to solve the puzzle of the ancients, so he founded this house to try and steal puzzling solving ideas from his students. Ooh. Uh, some secrets? No one knows about the puzzle of the ancients. He refuses to let anyone else know, lest they steal the power that comes from it. It all seems to involve moving gold rods and redirecting lava and treasure to the right places. God... (laughs) (laughs) so the team mascot is an otter wearing glasses 
Their team values are mental. For- <laughs> their team values are mental fortitude, critical thinking, and personal hygiene. And their team colors are pink and navy. Hmm. I then yeah. reached out to Anthony for the House of Strategy. For the founder of the House of Strategy was Anthony. Would you like to say the name for me? No. Okay. <laughs> it's it's Magdalena Warner. Perfect. She, her. Magdalena was born during a military conflict that saw her home country invaded by a heavily armed military force. In order to survive, she grew up studying and subverting the patterns of human behavior. Some days, it was to help her steal food from shops in her village. Other days, it was to avoid armed search parties. As peace returned, she was able to transition her skills into more mundane uh, into more mundane things and enjoys playing chess and real-time strategy games. Magdalena doesn't share... These are, I believe this is the secret. Magdalena doesn't share the fact that some of her family ancestry dates, dates back to the invading military force or that she learned after the conflict that she killed an uncle out of necessity. She will also purposely lose games or make bad moves when playing against children or those new to the competition. Lastly, she has a phobia of owls. It's a long story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, team, we have the time. I want to know. <laughs> team mascot is a sand kitten. Team values are compassion and anti-fascism. And wow. team colors are blue and gray. I then reached to Gabe for the House of Skill. The founder being Cornelius Kerner Huskin. They, them. They were born from magically infused farmhouse machinery in 2019. (laughs) They value this branch because it allows those with true patience to hone their skills and simulate what it's like to run like a machine. So here's, here's some of Cornelius Kerner Huskin's secrets. They secretly have a garden of various starch in their backyard. Two, they find salt on their vegetables to be repulsive and repugnant. And three, they have to scream whenever they talk, a side effect of being made of machinery. (laughs) (laughs) And the mascot of the House of Skill is a Colonel Putt from Plants vs. Zombies. Oh my god. Love it. Love it. The little Colonel Holt. Colonel Holt, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir. Very sorry, sir. (laughs) <laughs> the team of skill See, like my character is like a reference to like a one specific game the team values punctuality being precise and unstoppable like a machine their team colors are yellow and green and the last nice. house who i reached out to kelsey for the founder of the house of story was founded by plotter allegories whole Uh, (laughs) pronouns he him Potter A. Hole is the founding member of the gaming house of story he grew up an orphan abandoned on the streets and was eventually taken in by a local home for children he passed the time during his troubled childhood by writing and rewriting stories creating thousands of tales by the time he was 23 (laughs) I just imagined him in like this child's desk and then just imagined him just becoming a 23 year old in the same little desk (laughs) the stories were devoid of absolutely any logic but good god he was dedicated to the craft some of potter a-hole's secrets he genuinely believes all of his stories make sense he never gets the joke but will always laugh and nod 
and the drapes do not, in fact, match the carpet. And the house mascot is a knucker. It's a type of dragon referenced in Beowulf, describing a large reddish-brown dragon that likes to dwell in dark and damp places, or sometimes bodies of water. Uh, Drive from the English term knucker holes. Okay. The team values passion, commitment, and napping in puddles. And their house colors are maroon <laughs> and tan. <laughs> <laughs> transition to they like they like doing these things and also sleeping in puddles (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why it just got me (laughs) so as chris puts it life at pig pimples wait well well, actually hold on motion to amend the title of the school sure sure uh motion filed by kelsey swinesists (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what? I have no idea what you just Swine said. Cysts? Swine cysts? Oh my Stop. god. It's Stop worse. With this. You hate it's worse. <laughs> you somehow made pick pimples worse. You're welcome. Face <laughs> and swine sus. Cysts. Swine cysts. cysts. How about right. porcine poppables? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's enough of that. <laughs> so as right, well, puts we'll, it, we'll stick with pink pimples. We'll stick with pink pimples. The current headmaster of uh, currently pink pimples is Asgore Dreamer. Oh pronouns he him. Oh my god. No relation. You're targeting me. <laughs> I I was trying to think uh, Albus Dumbledore, and I thought AD. And I was just like Asgore Dreamer. <laughs> that that was that that was that route. Go on. The bulls, the, the the bull, the big school sport slash big competition he puts is of course esports. Some of the classes offered are pressing buttons one hundred and one, the science of Kojima, and how to do that one crazy shortcut on Rainbow Road in Mario Kart Wii. <laughs> I asked, "What is daily life at the school like?" Chris reports, "In the morning, students gather in the school cafeteria to have nacho cheese Doritos for breakfast." They then go through their class schedule, which only lasts for four hours. The rest of the day is spent playing a game of their choice that they must report on the following day. And some of the secrets and dangers that lay beneath slash around the school. The incels of Pig Pimple's past still loom around oh the school. God. The chance the chance of diversity sucks, and why doesn't that Lombax have big boobs still can be heard to this day. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> so, <laughs> Chris, Chris, what is happening? This is the gaming school, you know. This is this is unfortunately the world that we, the world that's that's it's, of gaming. It's, no, it's it's the world you created. You had choices. How did they die at the school? Hey, well, well, someone had to take out the incels. I mean, whoa, whoa! <laughs> they never, they never left their rooms. 
<laughs> they were never seen again. <laughs> wow. And yes, so so welcome to the School of Pig Pimples. Uh, I'm, I'll, I'll attach the link to the quiz again uh, in the, you know, underneath the podcast. And now not only will you guys know what house you're in, but what to expect while you're in school there. Huh. My teacher's name, well, my teacher is a reference to Farming Simulator 2019. <laughs> That's perfect. It's I, wonderful. I think, I think Matt, Matt got me with, like, the ancient puzzle. With the, yeah, that was great. That was good. Gold and water. Gold rods, oh my god. I just want to say, for the record, we all deserve each other. <laughs> we all That's deserve so sweet. each other. And, and yeah. however which way you want to interpret that, we deserve it. All of it. <laughs> Alright, well, I, look, I, look, I, I was, it was late at night, and I, I, which is normal time for me, but, like, was getting a little sleepy, I was like, oh, shit, I have to write this up, and, uh, wrote, wrote that, wrote that thing up, and I was extremely proud of it, <laughs> for hey. whatever reason, I was proud of it. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> wow. Um, but, yes. We move forward, and we will, we will, we will, you know, hope to welcome you to the Pig Pimples School of Gaming um, in the future. What was, it? What was the cysts? Swine, Swine cysts. cysts. I'm sorry. Cysts. I think that's brilliant. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> it is. Um, Although but... por- porcine poppables, I didn't know that porcine was a word. So. <laughs> <laughs> That makes me sick. I, uh, <laughs> all right, all right sorry. let's move on. I can't we'll, we'll believe cut, I have we'll to off. fucking follow this, but let's we, move on. Yeah, well, I was going to say, speaking of brilliant, we are moving on to the brilliant bit life. Okay. So, Kelsey. This game, I was torn between two games to talk about, but I decided I wanted to talk about the other one probably more in depth at another time. I am talking about my game that was recommended to me is Bit Life Life Simulator, but is most often just referred to as Bit Life. And it was recommended to me by one of my best friends. And um, I didn't think I was going to like it nearly as much as I did. I am now obsessed. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. So BitLife came out in late 2018, quarter four. Um, Actually, no, it's a lie. End of quarter three. Um, And (laughs) how many months are in a year? Um, (laughs) 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 It's a mobile um, life simulator game. Uh, the developer is Candy Rider LLC. I have no idea if they do anything else. It's just I'm just going to talk about BitLife. Um, so the game is kind of they refer to it as being set up in like a uh, text text menu kind of in that you like open up the app, you start a new life, and you start from infancy and you work your way through adulthood. Um, you can. Uh, make you make decisions along the way for your character when you're an infant you don't have a ton of autonomy autonomy wow autonomy um you don't have a ton of that and then uh you uh random life events can happen where like it'll be like you have to get your vaccinations what do you do and you can choose to like cry take it take them (laughs) with nothing you can bite the person giving you the vaccine like you can choose Nothing has huge consequences when these random life events happen normally. Um, but as you get older, you get more exposure, you make more decisions, there are more things that can happen. Um, 
The biggest thing in the game, I think, I actually didn't know about this until more recently. I just played the game randomly for a really long time. I would start a new life. Um, at some point, I started being able to make custom lives. I don't know if that's, I have no memory if that was because I, like, bought an upgrade or if it just started happening. I literally don't know. It was in the middle of me being really sick, and I don't remember anything from that time. But you can also make, like, custom lives where you, like, pick where you're originally born and your gender and if you have any special skills, um, your name, etc. But uh, there are achievements in the game which are, like, pretty, pretty, pretty cool and sometimes hard to get. And then there's, like, a little trophy case and uh, you can either win, you can, like, unlock achievements and then they show up on your profile as, like, little banners. Um, and then there are also challenges so like for the achievements as of this past december there were 172 different achievements that you could get in the game and in 23 different categories so examples of categories for the achievements are longevity wealth career combat disease entertainment fame fertility um social media crime pets sports etc so um like for example uh fertility as being one of like the achievement sets you it pretty much focuses around um fertility so like if you're a male there's one that is um have 100 children in one lifetime and the achievement is called super sperm and you essentially huh. have to literally have and father 100 children um i've recently won that one um there's another that's called uh fertile myrtle and as a female you have to give birth to 25 children in one lifetime which is really difficult um because if you start having too many children your health plummets uh and you only have a certain window of time of fertility like in normal life um so it's it's considered one of the more difficult i mean the hundred kids is even more difficult but um just as an example of some some achievements that you can get um also for like longevity there is uh like complete a full life like start and finish a life from birth to death because you can like abandon a life part way through but then there's like uh octogenarian and centenarian and so you have to try to live a certain lifespan and then you also have to if you die in the game you can choose to continue as one of your children so like one the one of the most extreme difficult achievements is called living legacy and you have to achieve a 5,000 year generation. So you have to keep playing children until you reach 5,000 years. The longest I've gone is 500, a little over 500, um, which is the strong genes achievement. And I've not continued that legacy yet, uh, but it's a lot. And then like wealth is that you need to have like a ridiculous net worth, um, the most extreme one of that is called Bitionaire, and you have to have achieved one billion bit dollars or whatever currency you're in the world. Um, the most easy way to do that is be born as a royal in Saudi Arabia. Uh, you pretty much, by the time that you're like 13, <laughs> you've gotten that achievement. Um, if you start a random life, it's at random, but if you do a custom life, you can like force that. Um, the game has not been without its controversies, though. Um, as you can imagine, just by some of the subject matter I've touched on, uh, people feel it's not child appropriate. <laughs> and um, even in some efforts to make it more digestible or appropriate for children, it really isn't. It shouldn't be. 
um, played by children, in my opinion. Uh, it is available, I think, on all mobile platforms, and I don't know if there's an age restriction for it. I would hope that there is. Um, I... I looked it up, and the the icon for it is a right. Sperm. So that was one of the things I was going to say. <laughs> so. At one point, instead of a sperm, it, they changed it to being a child in the womb, like a like a profile of like a child with the umbilical mm. cord. At some point, they switched it back to being a sperm because I don't really think that's going to keep people from getting a hold of what the play is in the game. Um, Another thing that they changed is that uh, you can have abortions in the game. They There used to be an achievement for having 10 abortions in a lifetime. <laughs> they have removed that achievement, and it, the option is no longer to abort. You either get to keep the baby or don't keep the baby. So, like, Holy you, fucking shit. You can still have an abortion, but they've, like, removed the, the... Like, it's no longer like, yay, you've aborted 10 times. Like, they've removed that <laughs> option. Um, that's all that being said, the game itself, something that I love so much about it is it's extremely snide sense of humor and like it's not afraid to do weird things. Another thing that they had to change in the game is like you could assault somebody. Um, like you. <laughs> so, OK, hold on. Hold on. So you, you come up to. I don't know who just made that noise, but it was like that was really, me. It was that like was me. it sounded like, like somebody opened a vacuum. Um, yeah, that was me. <laughs> Um, like in the game if you're in like middle school and somebody's bullying you you can choose to fight them so i'm not sure because i never had these options uh i must have played after the update but i guess it used to be like you can choose to assault this person and now it's like you can choose to crumple their chin or whatever like you have options of how exactly you want to fight people um but they're usually they're kind of like silly they're like you can kick his ribs you but it's not like you can assault this person (laughs) Um. Yeah. I usually stomp the neck. Yeah, you can stomp the neck. Yeah. So Skyler, <laughs> that's Skyler's voice. Jesus. And Skyler's who recommended me the game, and um, that doesn't really need an explanation. Um, and then <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, it's hard for me to like describe the style of the game because it's very. To me, it's extremely chill. Like, I'll literally play it before bed, and that's probably why I don't sleep well. But um, the <laughs> the format is essentially that you make the character, and then you just keep hitting, like, you just keep progressing either in six month or one year spans of time. And then random events can happen, and you can make choices, and you pretty much just try, like, you try to accomplish whatever goal it is that you're trying to accomplish. Currently, so I mentioned challenge, challenges before. So every once in a while, they issue challenges, and they're they're only for a limited amount of time, and you have to try to complete them. And if you complete them, you win a customizable item. Not that you can customize the item, but that you can use it to customize any character that you play. And it's usually, like, a wearable, so it's like a hat or a pair of glasses. Um, but, like, as an example, the other day, one was, like, an Arnold Schwarzenegger Um challenge where it wasn't called that i forget exactly what it was called but it was like you had to i think it might have been called the terminator challenge but it was essentially like you had to be born a male in austria uh become a bodybuilder move to the u.s uh become a movie star and like one or two other things um, become a governor yeah i yeah i don't remember if it, i don't think it went into the i don't remember if it went to the political career or not but um i didn't complete that one 
But then, like, the other day, it was, like, the deadbeat dad challenge. And it was, like, become a father, become an alcoholic, abandon your children, have more kids, abandon those guys, and, like, never be employed a day in your life. You can never have a job. Um... And then you, I didn't, I didn't complete that one either. I'm currently walk, working on the WAP challenge, um, and the <laughs> WAP challenge is uh, be born uh, a female in New York, become a stripper, become a famous rapper, have two plus double platinum singles, and bathe five plus cats, um, and in that order. Huh. So those are it's at least is five that Cardi, wet ass pussies. Is that Cardi B or it's supposed to be Cardi B? Like it's a reference okay. to her life. So I currently I'm up to the fact where I need to have two plus double platinum singles. That's my current, and then I have to bathe five cats. So um, yeah, one of those seems much easier than the other. <laughs> it does, except I had to end up. So you, if you screw up, you can go back in time. You can use a time warp. Um, there are some things that you can purchase in-game. Time Warp is one of them. It costs 99 cents every time you want to turn back your life. And then you can choose to turn back in five-year increments. But you have to pay 99 cents each time. So I don't use, do it very often. But I screwed up because I returned. I did it out of order. I forgot that you have to do it in order. And I tried bathing my cats too early. <laughs> and then in order <laughs> to have five of them, because I didn't have a lot of money, I was living in a small place. So I can only have as many as three cats so I gave one of my cats back to the shelter, and then I could no longer adopt cats from the shelter because they were pissed. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I like was like, fuck. So I, t- I realized it too late, and then I time warped like 15 years, and I started over. But I'm doing okay right now. Um, good, good. You're on your fourth So cat. I don't know. It's like, it's absolutely not for the faint of heart. It's bizarre. And it goes places, and it has a sick sense of humor. But I find that it's like super chill because I can just pick it up, play a couple of years, and then put it back down. And then I can switch between lives. Like, I can save a life that I'm currently prog- in progress of and, like, start a new one if I want to do something specific. Um, there's a lot of different ways to make money. Oh, one that I did – the first challenge I ever finished was called um, the – oh, fuck. What was it called? Sorry. It was it was based off of a mafia movie. I think it was The Godfather, right? It wasn't called The Godfather Challenge. It was another mafia movie. Goodfellas? Yes, it was Goodfellas. So it was the Goodfellas challenge. So it was like you had to be born a male in New York, join the Italian mafia, work your way up to underboss, kill like five fellow people off in you know, like fellow gang members or whatever. And then I forget exactly how the challenge ended, but I finished it. But in order to do that, you have to in order to even be considered to become a part of mafia family, you have to commit crimes. So in the game, you can do your entire life. You can just be a criminal. But, like, the kinds of criminal criminal activity you can do is bank robbery, burglary, grand theft auto, hitman. You can hire a hitman. Uh, mischief, murder, pickpocket, porch pirate, shoplift, or train robbery. My favorite feature in the game is the train robbery feature. Because when you click on the train robbery feature, you get to pick whichever train line you want to go to. And then you have to pick the time of day that you want to rob the train. The time of day in the game matches the time of day in your phone and if you try to rob a train during a window of time that you are not selecting you will just get a notification that you missed the train like you just can't so yeah so you have to like so sunrise is 6 a.m high noon is noon 4 20 p.m is 4 20 p.m 
Sunset is six. Crossing fucking time travel rules. <laughs> sunset is six p.m. and then midnight is midnight. So like, if you try to rob the train, if you select sunset and it's six oh one, you will have missed the train. If it is five fifty nine, you will have missed the train. So you need, if you want to rob a train, you it's I think it's an achievement too. Like I think you get a ribbon. You have to be very specific at the time of day. If you try to alter the time in your phone. Like if you guess if you pick a different time zone or something and you try to run the train, there's a really high chance you will get run over by the train and die. Like the game punishes <laughs> you for trying to work around it. Also, there's God. just always a chance that you'll get run over by the train. But my first successful train robbery. <laughs> you know what? You're nowhere near by the train. You're at risk of being yeah. run over. I mean, by there's. Train. A, I don't. I think it's a small risk though. But like I. Okay. My first successful train robbery was when I played the Goodfellas challenge and I got like two million dollars out of it. And, like, the family was very happy with me. I think I was promoted. Um, but it was, it was like, exactly at 6 p.m. I, like, ran from Anthony. He's like, where are you going? And I'm like, I gotta rob a train! He was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. So, yeah. It's like, I don't want to, I don't want to keep harping on it. But it's just, it's silly. And mm-hmm. it's very chill. And it's very funny. And you get into weird scenarios. And it's just... I, the I don't think that I've even I've been playing this game for a couple of years, or at least a full year, and I don't even think that I have uh, come across all the different little bullshit that you can do in the game, and like all the ways to make money and have a family and yeah. Mm-hmm. I started real estate flipping. That's how I make my money. Uh, I've played it. Yes. I, what, what was your experience? I I can't I can't play it anymore <laughs> <laughs> because. I I think I, I you know what I didn't know as much about the game as that I think maybe if I n- knew more I knew there were challenges but I didn't really know how to really go about doing them maybe if I knew more about them I would give it more of a chance but more of my experience is like I am an infant and then the choice anxiety hits and I'm like, <laughs> what do I do I can do anything <laughs> what do i do yeah and yeah. i like it, it is uh, I, I am just like i don't i don't know what to do and i i guess that's kind of the fun of it and then you know you explore one thing and then you explore the next but i think i can also feel myself like oh this will just eat away my hours huh <laughs> yeah i and i and i have i've yet to really bite the bite it and really have fun and explore it i am and i sit comfortably between that and the like existential horror of what do i do with my life (laughs) um yeah kelsey has recommended this to me many times i'm not much of a mobile gamer i i haven't sometimes i pull up an app that like (laughs) my that like I don't know, someone would send me a request to, like, go back and forth with them on, and I would do that. Sometimes I would, like, pull up an app and, like, spend, like, a minute or two in it, but just usually it's not my type of thing. But, uh, boy, I, this was, I, I know you have told me about BitLife many times, because you, you've told me about the Mafia thing specifically. I'm looking at the images of this game, and I was not expecting this. Like, it's not... Like, there's no, like, gruesome images. It's all just text-based. But I didn't realize... For some reason, in my mind, I'm thinking this is all, like, actual, like, worlds being built and, like, actually walking around. Like, it's all... It's all a text-based 
game, um, which I think is very fascinating. It's almost like you're playing a like a, a tabletop role play game, um, uh, with like choices that you have to make as a, as your character. Um, so, uh, or even like it's... a text adventure kind of game, like yeah, a very old text adventure that you'd have to type in your your choices and things like that. Right, right, yeah. I I'm. I'm definitely intrigued, and I may now check it out. But wow, I mean that just the amount of uh, you know, just hey, ten abortions for an achievement, like that, just things like that. Well, you can't do that anymore. No, I know, I know, but I just think it's very, I I think it's very funny that how edgy this game is overall. Like, I I I respect it. I respect it very a lot. Um, I'll say something real quick. Hello. Hello. So. Before I played BitLife, I played a different game called InstaLife, which was basically the same thing, but it was before BitLife. And it was much worse. <laughs> <laughs> and you, and, and since then you've turned to the BitLife and it's great, it's much better. <laughs> well, um, I, InstaLife was really only available for the Galaxy. Okay. Which is what I have. Mm-hmm. And I had a few friends end up watching me play a lot of it. And then they downloaded BitLife. And so I did too, because they said it's the same thing, but better. And they were right. And <laughs> yeah. then InstaLife got beat out by BitLife. There you go. Yeah, I think that they may have even... I think that may have acquired InstaLife, I think. But I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, but that's, that is... It, I, I feel like we've been on a journey today uh, with that bit it is It is incredibly in-depth. Yeah, like, it is. That's what scares me the most. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree with you. It, like, goes places where you're like, wait. Like, I w- wouldn't have anticipated some of the shit that I've come across. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. They went it's very I'm like, uh, yeah. But there will be, like, weird mini-games and things, too. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, I'll steal a thing, and the next thing I know, I'm trying to escape prison and doing yeah. like, a weird puzzle thing. Can I, I just tell win. you? The escape prison yeah. thing, I had to... There People have every single map on YouTube, and I when I was doing the Godfather one, or whatever the fuck it was, the Goodfellas, is that what you called it? Um, I got put in jail so much that I relied on looking up the YouTube and like stopping it every three seconds to copy the moves in order to get out of prison. So like there is a way like each puzzle has an answer, but it's so fucky wucky. It's so fucky wucky and it's meant to be really hard to do. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be simulating breaking out. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it, it yeah it, it, the whole game seems very daunting but uh, can i just tell you what my favorite achievement is and then we can move on sure so there are certain achievements that have to do with animals specifically so there's like rescue an animal a lion tamer is rescue a lion and you have to keep it as a pet whatever but there is one that requires you to yell at a leopard and the achievement title is deaf leopard <laughs> and that's my favorite one i haven't done it yet because I have to encounter and rescue a leopard and then yell at it. Um, Just go to the exotic pet dealer. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, right. I haven't done that yet. We have now learned that there is an exotic pet dealer in BitLife. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. All right. Well, is it free on on iOS? Yes. All right. So for for people who want to take on this game. Let I think that there's experience. like a you can do like a no ads or like an upgrade thing for like a few bucks, sure. but I think beyond that it's essentially free. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, y'all, y'all, whoever downloads it because of this episode, uh, hashtag the gaming coop. Send us your uh, send us your experiences, please. Yeah, this, tag us. And let us know. Yeah, tag us, please. Uh, at the gaming coop. All right. Moving at Team Chaos Productions, I would love to see. T T K S pods. There you go. Um, all right, we move back to PlayStation, and we go to a shooter that uh, I was introduced to only a, a, a few days ago when we were discussing our topics or our games for this exact episode. It's called Fur Fighters Vigos Vigos Revenge, Anthony. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, uh, what the fuck is right. So, <laughs> when I was seven years old, I was in Target with my parents, and we were at the video games case, and I had my eye on a game that I wanted my dad to get me, and he looked at the case for Fur Fighters, and he's like, this game looks really cool, you should get it. So I was like, alright, and for those listening at home, it is a teddy bear, whose head is ripped open, he has bloodshot eyes, and he's holding you at gunpoint. (laughs) And holy crap, this game is freaking amazing. So you start off by loading into this village that is completely empty. And you're exploring these family homes to like this tune of really like catchy 2000s synth music that's like kind of relaxing and each home tells a story about its owners like the dragon's home has like this hoard of like gold and gemstones and the cat's home has like this giant walk-in closet that i legitimately got lost in and it's because they're fashion designers but all of the homes are vacant because the game's villain stole all of the animals, children and their spouses and the people who were left behind are banding together to get them back. And the settings are incredible. The first place you go to is a version of New York city called new quack city. And you get to explore the city during snowfall and you get to go to places like the world trade center. Um, the game was released in June of 2001. If anybody is curious and the Guggenheim Institute. And they're really creative about creating these massive, almost open world areas for you to explore. And they have these really incredible puzzles too. Like at the Institute, they had you do kind of like a heist to rescue one of your babies. And the way you're supposed to do it is to use a giant diamond to refract the laser security system so that you could pass by it. And like, imagine being seven years old and learning about light refraction. Like this game has taught me science things way before I was supposed to. And I loved every minute of it. And other settings take you to places like a giant hydroelectric dam, the Kennedy Space Center, the International Space Station, a lost city in the jungle, um, and a dinosaur's house where you're like the size of an ant. 
and the different rooms are different levels that you have these puzzles and objectives in. I can confidently say that given the soundtrack, the environments, the puzzles, and the gameplay, that this is the best game I've ever been recommended. It is still incredible, like, even to this day. The humor is funny, the game is interesting, the levels are really fun to explore and have really cool secrets and Easter eggs, and I would recommend this game to anybody. Um, but it is fairly violent, <laughs> given that <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of guns and a lot of ways to kill enemies. Yeah. But yeah. once you get past that, it's really something special. And I just want to share two really special clips with my gaming group members, because as I mentioned, the World Trade Center is in the game, and there are two particular puzzles that are a little unfortunate. One of them involves smacking one of the towers into the other tower to oh send god. a baby over to the other one. Oh my god. And the other one involves tricking a biplane into crashing into one of the World Trade Center's Fucking communication Christ. towers. This came out the June of 2001. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Yeah. <laughs> okay so i will i gotta say um putting what you just said aside um <laughs> i i have a little bit more respect for this game because the fact the idea that you, you like you like you were able to kind of like learn these things and like it's a lot more it has a lot more depth than i actually thought because it to me on the surface it just feels like it's just a bunch of stuffed animals shooting each other but the fact that there's a lot more depth to the story and the and the worlds themselves actually like intrigues me a lot about this game uh will i play it probably not i don't even know if i have the means to but um i i love the fact that this is something that your that your father got you um and I love that uh, that it's just it's, it's not was not I love the PlayStation Two. I think I I would it probably is because like of the weird games that were on that system, and it probably for that reason is my favorite system of all time. Um, but it's like the idea that this game and like you have like a dog's life, and you have like. I don't know, the Simpsons GTA game of Hit and Run, you know, like, and you just have these just weird-ass PlayStation 2 games on there, like, I don't know, I, I respect it for what they're doing here, um, I, amazing, uh, we amazingly weird, uh, World Trade Center <laughs> focus, uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I like that you shared this. Thank you. Uh, anyone else have thoughts on Fur Fighters? This seems like just the exactly the type of game you would expect from this cover art. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling not, you, this not as oh, mindless ahead. as not as mindless it seems like though. It has a little bit of depth, well, just a tiny bit. It's like so wacky and so funny. It's got like a really weird sense of humor that's almost kind of like airplane style. Like I just shared a image of the villain who is like I think like a wolf or something. But he has a little tiny pet human that just kind of like scurries around and hisses at you. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that so much. 
Yeah, it's it's something else. It's special. It'll always have a place in my heart. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've been speechless this whole time because this game has just, like, blown me away. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I, I, I feel like it is... It, like I said, like move, like moving through the images, you're like, all right, yeah, this is just like your, your little typical shooter. But the, all the puzzle shit and like the added characters, le- le- character layers to it, I'm just like, okay, I get, I get the appeal. I completely get the appeal beyond just stuffed animals shooting each other. <laughs> um, wow. I almost want to play it now just because of like how out of the box this game seems. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I have it. I have a working PlayStation Two somewhere. It is just like so endearingly weird and funny. Yeah, I love it. Wow. All right. Well, I definitely encourage anyone to look up these images. Uh, maybe <laughs> not know, the World I'll, Trade Center I, you know, stuff. I, but... I, I I might just share like some of the stuff on the social media. Yeah. I was definitely planning to with the box cover art, but showing like <laughs> the little like hissing human guy is, <laughs> is so funny. That's fan- yeah, no, that 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 got me. That was good. That was good. Alright. Uh any other thoughts on fur fighters? I hate the hissing baby thing. <laughs> I don't, I don't think, think it's a hissing baby. baby, I think it's a hissing man. Yeah, it's a like, man like, with a monocle. But it's little man. He's just a, a little, little man, little old little man, man, little rich man. It's a little man. He has like wrinkles on his on his on his forehead. Have you seen babies? A... They wrinkle. Oh yeah, it's fine. I guess. it's fine. It's probably a human <laughs> man, but I, for my sake, so I can sleep tonight, it's a baby with a monocle. <laughs> okay, sounds. <laughs> Why good. does that make it better? I, feel like that makes I don't it worse. know. <laughs> I, I don't like know. A little baby hissing Listen, at me. I, I, you know. <laughs> My my therapist isn't back until the thirty first. <laughs> I think, you know, I think I would. I think I don't know which one would cause more nightmares. I see a little old man on all fours hiss at me and then scurry away, or I see a baby on all fours hiss at me and then scurry away. I think an old man would be worse because at least a baby's supposed to be on all fours. What is it supposed to hiss? But the old, but the old man can actually like have process the thought and can actually like know Walsh. they are hissing Walsh. Yes. Walsh. the baby is just doing this Walsh. out of instinct Walsh, i think that we need to continue this argument off call i think that we should let chris talk about minecraft no it's okay right. i'm enjoying this but i i we will we'll cut that off for now but i you know what I, wait it's gonna be a poll now put it on twitter okay is it worse to have a baby <laughs> with a monocle crawling off horse and hiss at you or an old man in the same scenario hiss at you. I hope Would I can you remember rather that. rather fight one man baby or one baby man? Right, exactly. <laughs> one full size man or a hundred baby size babies? <laughs> hundred baby size babies? Then you get an achievement in bit life. Right, exactly. Would you rather fight one man sized man or a hundred baby sized babies? <laughs> That is a good question. Would you rather fight one man-sized baby or, like... God, alright. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. Man babies. Yeah, man babies, yeah. Um, so, we go back to 2011 
where uh, I... When we first started this podcast... When we first started this (laughs) particular episode. um, So I uh, was just uh, learning about YouTube, basically, for the first time in 2011, and, like, watching Let's Plays for the first time in 2011. Um, And I... um, started by watching a guy by the name of Red Panda Gamer who was doing 365 days of Animal Crossing. Um, and so I was watching that series, but suddenly in his, uh, alongside that the, that series, he was also starting to upload Minecraft videos. And I had no fucking idea what the hell Minecraft was. And I was looking at it, and he was playing with threat friends, and it intrigued me enough where I was like, okay, maybe I'll get it. And so uh, I'll do what any, you know, 14-year-old would do and ask his parents to get him for, <laughs> get it for him uh, for Christmas. And I believe that was the case. Um, and so on Christmas morning, I just, that was the first time I started playing Minecraft in uh, 2011. And it was... All I did for about a decade of my life was play that fucking game. Uh, it was uh, created by Hatsu Amiku in 2009. Um, <laughs> the, uh, and But the official release was not until November um, of 2011. So I kind of just like joined right when the official release came. Um, and so I... My, I, I, I have a lot of complicated feelings about the game now. I love the game for what it did to bring this group together because without minecraft i don't think this group would be together um and that's very sad to think about but that is i think that there is a lot of truth there um i would agree with that statement um and it's that in my sims i mean it's, it's it's both of those games yeah um and it's i love this game for the fact that it brought people together, and we had so much fun loading up custom maps and playing those custom maps, whether it was PvP or just adventure maps. We had fun building in creative mode. Uh, we would dabble in some survival mode. Uh, I've had I had multiple. I've I went through multiple different groups of people in terms of like playing different uh, on different private and public servers with people. Um, I've had incidents where someone would go to burn my house down and I'd have a complete meltdown and my mom would have to cajole me <laughs> and completely like, uh, like calm me down um, <laughs> um and, but there was moments that were a lot much 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 more happier than that of like just having we, I did this thing for a long time I used to have my username was like the mystery maniac or Matt, you know, manic maniacal gaming, whatever the fuck it was called. But, um, and so I created this thing called the maniacal Olympics where we would play a bunch of custom maps and, uh, whoever would win those would, would, would win points and would be able to create their little trophy and a little creative server that we created. That was kind of like our Olympic village. It's, I'm probably just talking nonsense now, but I, it there there's so many amazing amazing memories that i have from the game and the game itself is just a sandbox game where you are just walking around this empty world and you can just break anything and build anything that you'd like um 
that's and that's in creative mode that's all you can do in survival mode it's a little bit more that you have to actually you know collect resources and be able to survive the elements of nighttime um and uh other various things um but i the my the where i'm like iffy about the game now is just because of who the person is that actually didn't make it Obviously, it was, it was not Hatsumiku. It was not Hatsumiku. Um, it was uh, I. It, it was another creator. Another his name is Notch, and but Notch is a transphobic, horrible human being, racist, homophobic. You know, just kind of like pull. You know, you know, pull from the you know deck of horrible people cards, and he's probably amongst that. Um, and so, he, I I feel like because it came from the one guy. And has since he has since departed Mojang, which is the company that makes, makes Minecraft. And there's other people, better people, hopefully, that are making the game. Um, so I have a lot of complicated feelings about it, and I also have never beaten it on my own. And it's not a game like at its core is not a game that interests me in beating. Uh, but it's because of the memories that I created with you guys and with uh, people that are not a part of this podcast as well that it means so much to me and it Matt, like it truly is because of the just watching that let's play channel is the reason why we're all kind of here today in, in the craziest ways uh possible um but i would love to hear from others who have played minecraft i'd like to go next yeah. um just the the reason i got minecraft was to play minecraft with chris mm mm-hmm. mhm I'm gonna cry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Chris and I barely like didn't didn't really know each other that much, especially when I got uh, Minecraft. I remember even being a little intimidated by him um, when I like first got it. Also, partially because I had no idea what the fuck I was doing in Minecraft. Um, but I'm glad that really glad that uh, Chris and I got had were able to make the bond that we did in this large fucking group. Um, I think that that. At some level, we knew that the other one wasn't a total piece of shit. Yeah. Um, and we're able to really bond that way. And then just started like doing a bunch of like more creative projects together. And always, I'll always, always appreciate Minecraft for just bringing me and Chris together. Yeah. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to go next. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I. I, I don't know how many years ago it was, but uh, I got Minecraft to play with friends, just like Matt did. But um, it wasn't like uh, it wasn't nearly to this uh, like this importance. It was just uh, I was just playing it to play it. But um, I didn't meet very many people because of Minecraft. But uh, it was because of it was more because of games like uh, not uh, what is it. Um, Not Gang Beasts. Uh, Human Fall Flat? Human Fall Flat. It was mainly because of that that I met you guys. Because mm-hmm. um, I was on a call one day when Matt was hanging out with you guys. And I was at his place. And then I was just like, hey, I helped you guys solve a puzzle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, it was more because of that. Uh, um, with Minecraft, uh, it was more of like a, oh, uh, sure, I'll play with friends. But it wasn't really my... Uh, go-to game however 
it greatly rose in importance because of my friends and including you guys. Like, uh, whenever we do play, I know it's not very often, but I always enjoy myself playing it. And, uh, it's, it's great fun. Like, I love all the updates that the game has gotten. I feel like it's fleshing it out much more. Like, I know simplicity is in itself a good thing, but mm-hmm. in a game that that's as simple as uh, Minecraft, I feel like more more things to do is good and to me a necessity but um yeah it's a good game and i recently got the sonic dlc and it's fucking garbage (laughs) yeah that's when when that that that, those dlc stuff that's when minecraft went corporate (laughs) and got purchased by microsoft and they were like, hey, all right, we're gonna we're gonna start adding skin packs to the console versions because there's no way to get skins regularly. Yeah, it's and then it, but it, not even the map was good, Gabe. I mean, the maps are very wonderfully designed. Like it's so detailed, and oh, excuse me, there are achievements that you can get which put Chow in your in your home base, and I I love Chow and anything that references Chow. I will gladly take because Chow are very underutilized. They've only been in two games, but um, that's besides the point. Uh, all the areas that you can go through are expertly designed, and like uh, the three stages is like Green Hill, Chemical Plant, and Sky Sanctuary from Sonic. Uh, Chemical Plants from Sonic Two, and then Sky Sanctuary from Sonic Three. I'm not sure if there's any more, but um, they're all gr- like really cool designs, and the detail on them is amazing. It's just Minecraft is not a a platformer that is meant to go fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's not. Not at all. Um, anyone else want to throw in their thoughts on Minecraft? I would love to. Yeah. There is a folder on my computer <laughs> that only has <laughs> Minecraft in it. And that folder is titled Not Porn. <laughs> I I guess in a weird way to come full circle, you know, from going to talking about Halo and the Xbox, when I first heard about Minecraft and was first getting into it, I got it on the Xbox. And you guys you guys were talking you guys were talking about how on the consoles they only had skin packs and that really brought me back cuz I remember coming so close to almost maybe I did buy a couple skin packs. Um but, yeah, a lot of it was I started on the Xbox, and there were things that I still, to this day, a lot more of the more complicated things from the game, I have no idea how to do, because they just weren't in the Xbox version yet. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I remember when they added, like, the Nether to the Xbox, and f- I'm sure for everybody else it was, oh, it's just the Nether, I've done that before, but to me it was this brand new thing. It was like, oh my god, what is this, like, the whole new world that they've added to this. Um, but, oh, what was, uh, but yeah, it was, it was just this whole different way of experiencing it, and then to then go from that to a PC or a, a Mac, it is, it's weird, it is, it is really weird, but it is like picking up a bicycle with a different controller. It's, sure. Um, it is, I think it's really nostalgic for a lot of people. I, I remember, do you guys remember when it was, like, such a meme? When people were like, which one's better, Fortnite or Minecraft? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Was that like last year though? That was pretty. Yeah, it was recent. <laughs> like 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 in the last few years for sure. Yeah, but I mean, how like I think that's just people because like even just to talk about like how we did the Call of Duty versus Halo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, well, it, it, it was is... like. Oh, go ahead, finish what you're saying. No, I was just I I was just kind of blabbering on. I, I, I don't <laughs> think I really had too much left of a point. But yeah, it is. It's definitely a game that I think has been really special to a lot of people here, and to be able to go on and be able to play with you guys and a lot of my other friends, it's been really fun to just be creative in a sandbox and get lost in it. Yeah, my, Minecraft was Fortnite before Fortnite, and obviously Fortnite is definitely bigger than what Minecraft ever was. Um, because, I mean, not that Minecraft didn't have its mainstream moments, but, like, I've never seen a game be as crazily mainstream as Fortnite was, and I think it's just purely from the collaborations that they were able to make, but... Um, the accessibility, but that's a different... 100%. No, 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 that's... No, it's, I, I think that's part of it, too, um, and because Minecraft's fucking, like, what now? It's, like, $30 to purchase? $40 to purchase? Uh, I mean, that's not terrible in the grand scheme of things, but still it's, it's a lot compared to my Fortnite, which is free. Um, I, I just, I, I think for me, it's, I, I had it for a while. I was like, oh, I, th- I think Minecraft is my favorite game of all time, but I think, it, I, I think it's the fact that all my positive feelings about the game though, are kind of because of my friends and because of the memories that we create through the game. Um, I think that's the only reason why I, I still hold it in high regard, but I say that, and then I still watch people who play Minecraft all the time. I watch, there's a series called Hermitcraft that has a ton of different YouTubers that are part of it. I watch, like, nine of them on, like, a daily basis. So, like, I don't know, maybe I do like Minecraft more than I want to say, but, like, I, I, it's, I, I think that it's not the game itself that is great. I, I, I do I do think they're doing a great job and I think it is amazing it is fun to kind of go in and it's for me it's very relaxing to open up Minecraft and just play a peaceful world and just hang out and listen to music or listen to videos or podcasts just to kind of like hang out and just like just get lost for a little bit but um I feel like what ma- has made Minecraft great from the beginning is the people that make it great my youtube is what it is today because of minecraft is that youtube is a cesspool but my like minecraft is like that game skyrocketed the amount of people watching youtube on a daily basis especially the younger generation because we were all fascinated by what people were doing in that game because the shit that people would create in minecraft was fucking nuts they have people put full games in minecraft now like they, they you, you probably you play like the entire super mario game super mario bros the original game in minecraft it's yeah, like how i have no idea how redstone works yeah, uh, I've I've seen people play Pokemon Red in Minecraft. Right. Yeah, like it's absolutely fucking wild. Or even like even if it's just like they set up the Game Boy, do all the redstone, and they like have the game be there, or they have an entire world that you walk around first person as Pokemon Red. That's fucking wild. And so like, hey guys, I made I made Minecraft in Minecraft. Right. Right. It it's it truly is just such an amazing. It's the 
I, I love it as a platform. I don't completely love it as a game, and I hate where it came from. But Minecraft is always going to be a very important part of my life, and a very important, and it will always be something that I will cherish forever. And it, it got me through high school, which at times was rough. Um, and like talking about like, especially talking about games that just like really got you through the you know, like the tough parts of living. Like it this that Minecraft was that Minecraft was really like a great escape on that front. Um, and so I really appreciate what the game did for me. But fuck Notch and all hail Patsumiku. I I never played. Um, Minecraft, but my absolute favorite thing that references Minecraft is the meme from Lil Nas X's Montero that somebody recreated. Do you remember it? He went through. Oh, he went through the Nether as he was uh, descending the, on the pole. <laughs> descending yeah. up. Yes. It's yeah, like it was favorite. the TikTok. Yeah. My favorite Minecraft meme is Creeper. Oh man. <laughs> 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 fucking yeah that was the whole that was a whole other subculture the music videos we kept the parody videos yes when i f- when i first got i guess my first apple product i got my first ipod no i got my first ipod touch and the first thing that i bought and downloaded with real money was minecraft parody songs yeah. Because and this was before I had even touched Minecraft. <laughs> like I didn't know anything, but I was just there is just something like that infatuates you with it. It is like, "Oh, what is this? What is that?" Um yeah, you just get lost in it even even just watching it or even being in a completely different world from it. It is still something that catches you. And really keeps yeah, sure. for sure. Um, anyone else on Minecraft? Yes. Yeah. Continuing the theme of playing Minecraft with people on machines that have other purposes. <laughs> um, I had a job as a college student in tech support. And, of course, everybody there was big nerds, just like I am. Um, so we installed Minecraft on the school computers and we had a LAN server that we would put a world file in a shared location and we would all log in and play together. And over the course of a summer, we made this like minecart ride through our world with like a glass dome through caves and water and stuff. And it was just so cool. I loved going to work every day and just logging in and chipping away at the world. That's awesome, man. And I think that's what it is. Like it's 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 fucking it's it was it's it's virtual Legos. It's your it's you can create the world of your dreams that you want in in Minecraft. It's fucking great on that front. Um, but yeah. And I think with that, we've come to an end of this episode. I'm surprised we have not hit two hours. That felt that felt like a journey we just went on. I'm not 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 I'm not. This is not me complaining. I thought that was a fantastic episode, but uh, <laughs> I felt like that that was a long long journey we've been on. I can't believe uh, the 
pig pimples was was today. <laughs> why I I forgot about that already. Why do why <laughs> listen listen? We need something to listen. You want to talk about like bad creators? We need our own IP to dethrone the the Hogwarts f- uh, fandom. That's what yeah. it's called, right? The ho- the Hogwarts. The, the Hogwarts, Hogwarts fandom. Yeah. Hogwarts fandom is dying. Yeah. <laughs> Retweet to kill it faster. Re- <laughs> Wow. Retweet if you're a real Hogwart. <laughs> real tweet. Oh, retweet if you're a real hog. Or if you have warts. I just got pig pimples. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Maybe, um, it could, maybe it could be literally anything that isn't like um, swine blemish. Yeah. <laughs> Move Farm away from me, me. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Tweet us hashtag the gaming at us along with your bit life images. Just fucking tell us what we should call this school of gaming. Please tell us what we should call this school. Of gaming. <laughs> oh, did you guys ever watch Video Game High School? By uh... no, I, never mind. All right, we're getting off track. No, it's okay. Right, it's okay. You. Are we? Is this still the episode, or are we just? Yeah, no, we're just rambling at this, this point. This is why we've been recording this podcast for twenty-seven years. <laughs> <laughs> Cal, uh, I think Kelsey suggested what what was what was the, what we discussed was the September gaming coop before we close out. I suggested this one. Oh, did someone someone brought up a September one that I thought was very good? Uh, you know what? Uh, fucking. Uh, I thought I there was a there's quite a few that I thought about. I thought we were How... hoping back around to do another repeat of the music one. Oh shit! That's right. So let me ask. We'll, we'll quickly decide this. You want to do music, or I was also thinking the most underrated game, in your opinion, for you. I like that one too. I want to be I, able to talk. I can about do underrated. Say, say again, Gabe. I want to be able to talk about Mother Three. Okay. So, uh, well, uh you know what? Then you know, how about this? We'll do music next month. We'll have us. We'll do the video games that scare you in October. And then we the, gotta do spooky. And then November will do underrated, and then December is our favorite game that we played this year. Okay, sounds good. She was, she our... was being cool. like, guys, this game scares me with how good it is. Yeah, there you go. Right, <laughs> Kelsey will do Stardew Valley. Yep. You know it. <laughs> hey, it's my birthday month, so. Uh... And, and and Matt will Matt will do Final Fantasy. <laughs> No, nah, that's probably going to be the end of the year. We'll, that, I know that's we'll true. You're you're you're, you're, sa- you're saving up for end, the Endwalker, whatever it's called. Endwalker, yeah. Um, <laughs> but there you go, uh, th- guys. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you all for one year of listening, and I will and we will see you very soon. Game on. The Gaming Coop is brought to you by Team Chaos Productions. Follow us on Twitter at The Gaming Coop or follow our other work at Team Chaos Pods. Oh,